Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to these. Go to 11. Once again, I'm Nathan Bell. Joining me, as always, Zach Bartle. Zach, what's going on, man? Oh, man. I don't, I'm, I'm having an uh, off day. Let's just say that. Yeah, you know, you and I were talking, and, um, you know, we're going to be talking about some heavier topics today. We usually try to keep things light, even amidst serious conversation with one another. I, I don't know if that's going to be possible with what we're going to be talking about today, um, because there, you know, there is a time and a place to keep a serious tone and nature to the discussions that we're having. Um, but, you know, uh, we're going to wait till we get into those topics and discussions. I have to tell you about the uh, biggest loser moment that I had before we get into the seriousness stuff. So I was in contact with Jeff about the mission aware stuff. And, you know, I'm just, I'm getting kind of concerned because I haven't heard from him. And, um, I had emailed him when all of this stuff was going down and I was like, okay, dude, do you want me to just send you the names and then you'll mail this stuff out? Or if you're super busy, if you just want to mail the stuff to me and then I'll mail it out to the individual people. So that way you're just sending out one mailing and then I'll just take care of all the individual mailings for you. And I could have sworn he said, okay, yeah, let's do that. I should have specified what the that was because I'm sitting here thinking, man, it's been a while. I haven't, you know, nothing's come in. So I, so I emailed Jeff over at Mission Aware. I'm like, so dude, I'm just, I'm wondering what's going on with the stuff. You know, are you, are you planning on sending it out soon? He's like, uh, have you gotten any of the names yet to send to me so I can mail it out? <laughs> I'm just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> And of course I do. I have all of the names and addresses of everyone sitting right there. So people, I promise you, you will be receiving uh, your rewards soon um, coming in the mail from Mission Aware directly. Um, so it was a mistake and it will be rectified. And um, I can promise you that Mission Aware, they're good guys over there. And we talked about last week, Zach, you know, I mean, Father's Day is what, you know, three, four weeks away from where we are right now. And so they've got some great stuff on there um, to pick up and purchase for dads uh, from that place. Do you have anything kind of on your wish list from them that you think would be cool to receive? For dads? Uh, I don't use those kind of categories because they're <laughs> hateful. But um, I really would not mind having the uh, five points of Calvinism poster. Uh, honestly, if you do me a favor, maybe just uh, for squeaks and gigs, slip my name into the middle of all those other names, and I get a little uh, little Stein action coming my way. Nice. Wouldn't mind putting a these go to eleven sticker on my poor laptop. You want to hear something fun about my laptop? <laughs> What's going on? It can't close. What? It, it, <laughs> so I wish I had. I wish I had a picture. I could send you a picture, but you know, Hans, Ruby, <laughs> uh, but. But one day it just – and no warning, no like, ooh, it looks like this hinge is starting to get weak. I just went to set the thing down and it just like snapped. Like one side just like <laughs> broke and like part of the hinge, like plastic hinge came like popping out. And now I've got like a real little uh, clamp from my, from my little workshop that I keep holding the whole thing together. And when I bring it from my home to my church and stuff, I have to like set it on the passenger seat open. <laughs> and I and I put the little seatbelt over the screen, and it's really just kind of a ghetto scenario. It's a very, <laughs> it's a, a very, it's like a ratchet wear 2.0 kind of situation here. Nice. You have to figure out some way to lash it so you can just like Velcro it to your seat or something. 
Honestly, I wish I could set it up so that like the screen was just connected by like a three foot long cable and they could be completely independent of each other. And I get some heavy duty Velcro on the back of it, stick it up and stuff. I don't know. I, I go through laptops like nobody's business, man. But right now I've got a Mission Aware sticker on, on the back. I think the same one you said you have. Uh, I got a uh, Michigan Awesome sticker. Nice. And I'd, I'd gladly add a little uh, little uh, TGT11 up, up there. All right. I'll make, sure that, uh, I'll make sure that they throw some love your way, man. <laughs> um, now, I, I want to remind you of something real quick. Yeah. And – and this is going to sound hypocritical coming from me when I'm talking about like reminding you about things. <laughs> but but Nathan, don't forget to send those names and addresses to Jeff at Missionware. <laughs> oh man! In, in case I, that slipped your mind. Oh, uh, he does have them now. I promise, he does have them. Um, I had to send out some emails last week, like uh, so. I got emails from people saying, "Oh yeah, I left a review, but they forgot to leave their address." And I'm like, "So stuff's going to be sent out soon." And you know, you sent me your email, but you didn't send me your physical address. Um, but I think everyone who sent me an email at this point with their address, all that stuff has been passed on to Jeff. So. Look at in the mail. Email them the product. It's no problem. There you go. Fax it. That's what we need. Like you just need to have like one of those 3D printers in your house, and then all the person has to do is you pay them, and then they send the signal through your computer, and then it 3D prints it for you. You know what's cooler than a 3D printer? What's that? Heavy duty laser, like Zach Burnham. Yes. Has. Yes. Don't forget. Dude, to I think check at some point out. we should have a contest and see if my boy will uh, supply the. The prizes in the form of some kind of laser relic. I think that would be great. I think that would be phenomenal. Just, uh, you know, maybe do a whole like we'll do a gut check and uh, we'll do a um, these go to 11. We'll do the logo from your church and then the clinch logo and uh, just do like a four in one prize type deal. Dude, you know it's you know what's so nice about you? How you're always like promoting my other interests. <laughs> you're, Dude, you're so benevolent. It's seriously like I am all about good entertainment. And so for me, if uh, you know, that that comes in the form of the stuff that you do. I just listened to the latest clinch, by the way. I love and hate how you always leave on a you know huge cliffhanger um, in the middle of the story. I and promise like, not to do that next time. <laughs> Is is it going to be the end of the story next time? Last it one. It is. Yes, the last one. All right, I'll hold you to it. If you're like, if you're like, and he opened his eyes. Dun dun dun. I'm I'm gonna have to fly out to Michigan and hurt you. Well, like it was a, all a dream. Yeah. <laughs> is it that Dude, like I'm- the lazy writer's way? Like everything that ever happened just became. It was just a dream. It's like that's like '80s TV, is what that is, right? <laughs> We killed this lady off, but we wish we hadn't, so... <laughs> they woke up, and she was there. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, it was a lot of that. I remember, I remember like, hearing, hearing my mother discussing that sort of thing about like nighttime soap operas with yeah. some of her friends when I was a child. Wasn't it like Dynasty or Dallas or something like that with Patrick Duffy that, that did it? Yes. And everybody was yes, like, Yes, it brought someone back, Yeah. <laughs> Well, then Insane Elsewhere, like, made the whole show a, a dream. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, man, that's crazy. 
Um, also, so we got, you know, we got the mission aware stuff out there and, uh, want to let our listeners know that we're really excited about several podcasts we've got coming up. Um, we've got Evan Davids, who's going to be on, he wrote a book, um, uh, the name of the book is Forgetting Me, uh, is uh, Escaping My Mind. Christianity doesn't make sense anymore. Thank you. Yes, Christianity doesn't make sense anymore. He is an atheist. He actually contacted um, us over here at These Go to Eleven, and he's like, hey, you know, I'm an atheist. I know you're a Christian podcast, but I was just wondering if you wanted uh, to have somebody on with a different perspective and to maybe talk about some of these issues and things like that. Having an atheist perspective on there, I'd love to come on your podcast. And I think that's pretty cool. Um, you know, I I know that, you know, Zach, we're not going to necessarily get into the habit of having, um, you know, debate-like podcasts on here all the time. But I think it's cool that an atheist reached out to us and was like, hey, I wrote this book. Would you mind reading the book and just, um, you know, having me on and we can talk about it and debate it? And I, I'm, I'm all for doing that. I have no problem with that. And so we're going to do that. And then we're also... Um, for the following week, we're going to have a follow-up about why we believe it's important that we do these things. And well, No, it's going to be more of a debate about whether or not we should have, right? Oh, there you go. Um, and so if you uh, listen to that podcast – um, you know, feel free to send in, um, listener comments and mail, uh, email, or if even before that podcast, if you want to send in anything to us, you know, things that you maybe would like to ask this person, um, thoughts that you would like to put down, you know, we'll make sure that we try to get it online. Um, our, uh, cool buddy, uh, Tyler Noblet has been, um, sending us some more, uh, mail-ins for questions and topics that we can do. So Tyler, we will get to those, um, in the future, but he, uh, he definitely sent us some more stuff. He's like, Hey, as long as you keep, uh, you know, answering my questions online, I'll keep sending them. So we're all about doing that. And if you have something you want us to ask, uh, Evan, then we will make sure that we get that on there. Um, if at all possible. So, Send those things into us. Greg Dutcher will be making a guest appearance. Uh, oh, the is, Godfather! That's right, that's right. Um, so he'll be coming back in, and he's going to talk to us about uh, his sabbatical that he was on. Um, and so, uh, looking forward to uh, him coming on and doing that, and uh, you know, talking about the importance of sabbatical. Zach, I know that this piques your interest, especially since you are a pastor. And have you ever taken an official sabbatical before? Dude, that's a, there's a story there. I think I'll save it for uh, <laughs> I'll save it for the app. Fair there's enough. Just, uh, I've been more of a, a student of Ronnie Martin's uh, sabbatical and his <laughs> post sabbatical industry. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. So yeah, You're we not will touch that with a ten foot pole, are you? Nope, nope, nope. I'm just gonna I'm gonna wait for Greg, <laughs> and I can do that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, but I mean, you know, super excited about the episodes we have coming up, um, you know, to let our listeners know a little bit behind the scenes action. Um, I'm going to be taking a break once school finishes up. I'm going to be going away for a few weeks, uh, back home to new England. I love that place. Love going home and visiting friends and family up there. Um, so you and I are actually going to be pre-recording, uh, several podcasts in advance for that. And so, um, you know, if you send in, uh, again, if you send in questions and things like that, I promise we will get to it. But, um, you know, we're just running into the summertime and we like to do stuff like that, you know, get ahead on some things and then be like, Hey, I'm going on vacation. So all I have to do is upload this. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's what you get to look forward to from these go to 11. And of course we will definitely be 
giving out more prizes and things like that as we go along. So, dude, it's it's hard to transition into some of the topics that we're going to be talking about today because they are so heavy and serious. And we talked about that at the beginning of the podcast. Um, you know, we've kind of gone off for, you know, a good 12 minutes or so. And, you know, it was, it was lighter and now there's just no way to get around it. Um, I want to start with something that you posted earlier today, Zach, about Australia and they are, uh, looking to impose a ban on anything that identifies genders within its, I, I couldn't quite understand because they really listed only three shows. And so does that mean that Australia, like all the rest of their kid shows do not introduce genders <laughs> into the television? I mean, do they not get He-Man over there and Thundercats? Oh, He-Man's the worst. That's a all double. That stuff? I know, right? <laughs> and, but, but that, that's, I mean, that's what they're doing. I mean, they mentioned Winnie the Pooh and they mentioned Thomas, the tank engine, and then there was one other one that I had never heard of before, but basically they're looking to ban these shows because they use uh, masculine and feminine pronouns and they're trying to do away with that and just have all gender neutral pronouns, I guess. Um, I mean – It wasn't It wasn't even pronouns alone. It was the use of words like boy and girl – and and this wasn't Australia as a, a nation. Yeah. This was one school system, uh, yeah. Turing schools, and and it was. Uh, I, I don't know if it's even for sure. This is the kind of story that uh, you have to take with a grain of salt because it will be grabbed and run with and exaggerated, right? Um, because it's clickbait for sure, right? Uh, but at the same time, at this point, it's not it's not out of the realm of possibility that it, that it's going to become more and more common. Yeah. I think the reason they brought up those three shows is just because it was trying to show their audience the sort of thing, the sort of insanely benign and uh, you know kid friendly thing that would be stigmatized. Yeah. Uh, Winnie the Pooh, good grief! Is there anything less uh, offensive in the world? Right. I mean, when we get to the point where we're offended by Winnie the Pooh, Thomas the Tank Engine. I've always seen as communist propaganda. So ever since I was forced to watch roughly 437,000 hours of it when my kid was that age. Yeah, um, yeah. Dude, there was a day, there was, this, there was a DVD with a Thomas the Tank Engine movie on it. And there was a day that my son, he was like, I don't know, he was just started watching TV. We didn't let, to, let him watch TV until he was two. And he, so he was probably like two and two thirds or something. Yep. And there was a, extra on it which was like a music video for the song called go go thomas okay which sucked <laughs> and it would get done and my kid would look at me with these big beautiful sweet little eyes and go watch go go thomas again and i'd be like all right and after like 14 times i was like calvin if we watch go go thomas again daddy's gonna jump out the window and kill himself <laughs> um yeah. but i mean at the end of the day there are he's and she's and boys and girls in literally everything from how you say the dawn of civilization and the emergence of mankind until 
like 25 minutes ago. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good luck with that, Australia. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's funny because I was speaking with um, my buddy uh, Nathan Bartleball uh, before he had stopped by the house and he and I were talking for a little bit uh, before you know we were getting ready to do the podcast here. And one of the, and we were talking about this and one of the things he was saying was like, it just, it doesn't make any sense from any standpoint because the reality is, is that nobody is at this place where they're going to this – nobody is gender neutral. Like you never hear anyone going around calling themselves an it. Like even people who identify as transgender were one thing and are insisting on being called another. But you don't have anyone going around being like I am the – unnamed sex in the world or I am the unnamed gender in the world. It's no, I, I'm a male, I'm a female or, you know, I, there's like 78 others now, right? Right. I mean, but, but the fact is, is like, we still boil everything down to male and female, you know, even again, even with this transgender stuff that they're, they're one thing and they identify as another. Like, it's not mm-hmm. like I'm just kind of this fluid thing with no definition. No, I'm, well, I'm a there male. There actually are people who would say they're gender fluid, though, who would say, you know, you can't, you have to ask me each day. I, and, and this right. is not in theory. I know people in colleges and universities today who have literally been like dressed down, brought into the, you know, RD's office at their, their uh, dorm. Because yeah. they accidentally called this person she because yesterday this person said this person was she and now today they're he and hey, I'm so offended that you weren't right. up to speed on me because I'm the center of the universe. Right. Uh, it's, it's out there. Right. Oh, no. And I agree. I think I think you do have the fluidity of it. But at the same time, they're getting offended because you're calling you're identifying them as the wrong gender. It's not because, you know, they're, they're this nebulous. It's, it's that, no, 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 this is how I identify today. And so you must address me as this today. And so that's what I think is the most bizarre thing out of all of this is trying to be like, oh, well, we want to be more sensitive. Well, so in order to be more sensitive, you're just going to boil everyone down to nothing. So. Yeah. Well, there's the new pronoun, uh, XE. I don't know how you pronounce it. Is that Z? Uh, that so many people are trying to make happen. Um, and I want to say stop trying to make it a thing. It will never be a thing, but right. I have fear that it will probably be a thing. Uh, yeah. Do you have the capability there at your uh, your studio to open up that clip and play the audio? Um, yeah, actually, I might if you give me uh, half a second and delay everyone. <laughs> Let's get that going. Popular children's books could be banned in Victorian public schools and libraries if they don't meet a so-called gender test. Some local councils are carrying out an audit and urging a ban on the terms boy and girl to teach kids as young as three to have gender-equitable relationships. Under the new guidelines, children's favourites, including Thomas the Tank Engine, Noddy and Winnie the Pooh, could all be taken off the shelves. Popular children's books could be banned in Victoria. Well, let's hear it again for sure. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just play that on a loop. That's better than Chinese water torture. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I gotta I mean, say, man, I, I know there's a lot of guys who find the uh, Australian uh, accent to be very exotic and beautiful. Um, it, it doesn't do it for me. It, it's there's something harsh about it. I'm I I actually really like the Scottish accent. Yeah, you know what I like? What's that? 
No accent. <laughs> I'm kidding. There's no such thing. I'm I like the American accent. Yeah. <laughs> rump. I only like to hear people talk when they have like a mouthful of hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, uh. so I didn't give us much more information, but um, it sounded like it was some local councils possibly thinking about doing something. Yeah. But the thing to lament is that we live in a world where we're tipping and leaning more and more this way. Yeah. And you know what? Let me just bring up another element to this and, and tell me what you think of this. Sure. When, when Jack Van Impey says the world is going to end on April 9th, 1988 or whatever, and it doesn't, he doesn't apologize. He just goes, eh, and then people keep sending him money and watching his show. And then later on in 1993, he says the world is going to end and Jesus is going to come back. And it doesn't happen. And he just goes, eh. And that reminds me an awful lot of how the whole like Christian world through much of the late 90s, early 80s was ringing a bell of this whole like hyper tolerance PC thing mm. is going – it's pushing us toward a situation where we will be vilified not even for necessarily proclaiming the gospel right. but for speaking of reality using common sense, saying, oh, that person over there with a penis – is a boy, right. uh, and then we'll be and and the world was like, what? Never gonna happen. You're being such paranoid, reactionary, kooky fanatics. And now that it is happening, I don't see anybody apologizing or saying, "Oh, you're right. We were gonna do that." Right. And that just makes me all kinds of irate. Yeah. Well, and I think too the 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 bigger issue and the bigger deceit is that. I think people, while they were saying, oh, no, 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 that's never going to happen. You never need to worry about that. I think the underlying thing in that is, oh, yes, it is. I mean, and, and I really, I do. I think it's I, people who are setting up and doing these political campaigns and, you know, lobbying for all these things and, you know, asking and, you know, trying to push and get more and more. These people aren't idiots. They know that in order to get the things that they truly want, they have to start small and then you lull the people, you lull society into a sense of apathy where whatever, you know, it's, it's no big deal. You know, it's just this. And then all of a sudden you, you snowball and you roll more and more and more because, because you're just com making people complacent. I mean, look at, look at Germany in the 1930s. How did Hitler rise to power? Because he he had a false sense of well, if you just give us this, and you know what did what did they do at the time? They gave him what he wanted, and oh no no, I won't take any more. And then he goes in and he takes more, and then oh you know no no no, just give me this, and then we'll truly be happy. And so he gets that, and then he goes in and takes more. And I mean, but this is this is how people always operate. Their agenda no matter how small it seems, is always larger than what it is. Yeah, well, what's funny is we're accused as Christians of being the people who want to like go in and brainwash people. Right. And yet, I would never use the tactic. Here's the tactic, and you just referenced it. It's A main part of it is 
shock, shock, shock at the beginning yep. to get that out of the way. Yep. Um, you know, here, you know, all, all this stuff that's just go ahead and, and spur the reaction because we're in it for the long game and they're in it for the long game. Right. And when people talk about like in the 90s, people were talking about the gay agenda. And I remember thinking, what are you saying? This is you're talking about human beings. These are people, gay people are people that are not an agenda. And that, I still say that. But for the fact that there are those people who are pushing a very obvious and very extreme agenda, right. and they're a minority. Right. So, so the the long game is shock, shock, shock. Burn, burn up all the shock people can have. People have a finite amount of <gasps> in them, and right. get get through that. Then just start throwing it at them so much that they get tired of arguing. Right. I'm so sick of this conversation. I'm just done with it. And they get tired, but we're not going to get tired. So we're going to keep. And then we start, we stop with the like shoving it, pushing it, and just start slipping it in here into this television show, into this. And it's all yeah. the like stuff at the late at night that says viewer discretion advised. Then slowly now it's the primetime stuff. And now, hey, look, it's the kids stuff. And hey, we're going to get rid of Winnie the Pooh. Um, and. At the end of the day, I would I wouldn't want to win someone to Christ with that with that bag of tricks, right? With that rules for radicals kind of thing, where I'm yeah. just like, uh, I'm gonna just scream Jesus in your face till you're like, all right, fine, screw it, yes, Jesus, fine, uh, and, and and then I'm gonna like start slipping stuff into you know, so you open up your you know, like like when uh, Ralphie puts the uh, Red Rider ad in the Look magazine, yeah, yeah. accident. I, I don't want to win you to Christ by by forcing myself on you right and and yet i'm the one who wants to brainwash people yet i'm the one who's decrying that very tactic it just it's so backwards upside down and right. jesus said you know the kingdom of god is upside down right. we live in a kingdom where the first is last the last is first but from our point of view it's the world that's upside down right because everything has gone completely bonkers and all of the 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 majority, or at least the plurality of the reasonable people that were around when I was a kid, have all died, and the inmates are running the asylum. And yeah. now I sound like this old man saying the whole world's going to hell in a handbasket. Nobody gives a damn. R r r r. And that's why I was kind of like dreading talking about this. I knew I would go. I knew I would go. <laughs> old completely curmudgeon. like grizzled. Yeah, curmudgeon. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, a couple things to what to what you said there. You know, that's that's one of the things that I love about being a teacher, and that I always tell people whenever. I mean, I've got several friends who aren't believers who you know are all into this. Oh, you know, you're just brainwashing the kids. Blah 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 blah. blah. I said, you know what? At the end of the day, I talk to my kids about what atheism believes. I talk to my kids about what Hindus believe. I talk to my kids about what Buddhists believe. I talk to my kids about all these other religions, all these other worldviews. I said, you're looking to take out one of those worldviews, at the, at the very least, one of those worldviews, if not all of them to you just boil it down to atheism. Who are you kidding when you're trying to tell me I'm trying to brainwash my kids? I teach my kids all views. Now, I don't teach them all equally because they're not all equal. There is one that stands out above the rest, but it's the same thing when I talk to my kids about science and I talk to them about, you know, the validity and the things that they're testing and making sure that, hey, if you're going to use a scale, you better make sure your scale is adjusted correctly because if it's not, then all your measurements are going to be wrong. 
you know, and so I'm not afraid to talk to them about all these things, but you seem to be afraid to want to, to allow me to talk to my kids about Christianity. So who's, who's really doing the brainwashing here? Because in brainwashing, you limit information. You don't provide information. I'm willing to provide them with all the information that I have, you know, and that in some instances, not in all, but in some instances that tends to shut them up pretty quickly. Um, because there's a realization that, oh yeah, that's kind of true. And there's no response for that at that point. Um, you know, and the other thing that you had talked about, you know, was just looking at, looking at entertainment and things like that from when we were younger. You know, I was, I was actually, as you were saying that I was thinking about, um, the X-Men cartoon show that came out in the early 90s. Do you remember seeing that um, when that came out? I only out? remember when Wolverine got saved. That's exactly That's what I was going to say. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say is you have this episode where you know they, they're faithfully following the comics of Nightcrawler being a devout Catholic and he's leading Wolverine to Christ. And like you would never see that today. You know, you would. You could lead them to any that. other religion, especially right. Eastern religions, but not to Christianity. Someone could become a practicing Jew, a a practicing Muslim. That would be gold. That'd be yes. like award nomination stuff. Yeah. Uh, although I, you know, I couldn't really picture Wolverine, you know, praying five times a day um, in the midst of everything that he does. So I don't know how that would work. But I mean, you you would never, never see. Anything like that occur today. And I, and it just got me thinking about the TV shows and the things that were coming on. And I remember my wife and I were watching something from that time period. And it was like, um, you know, a little viewer discretion advice thing came on. And it was because they were talking about um, the seriousness of drugs. And they knew that kids would probably be up watching this show. And so, you know, this advisory came on for it. Um, but you, I mean, you don't even have any of those things. Um, you have the, the ratings that come on the TV PG 14 or whatever it is, which just tells the kids, Oh yeah, we want to watch this one. (laughs) Right. MA baby. (laughs) But you know, I mean, and that's, and, and you're right. You, you run into this kind of slippery, tricky slope of where society is and how things have gone. I was watching a show on Netflix called Rocket Men, and it, it details and highlights the, the various uh, missions and you know how we got to the moon and even up until modern times, the things that we're doing in space and all that. And one of the things that struck me was they were talking about Jim Lovell, um, who was you know the first one to orbit the moon with his crew, and they were heading back to Earth. It was either Christmas Day or christmas eve and he sends this message back to earth and he starts reading from genesis 1 1 in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth you know and and that's how he comes on earth we you know the crew of apollo whatever it is has a message for you um and and he starts reading from the bible and i mean you just you don't hear about those things you don't see those things because there was a point where we valued the word of God, whether everyone was individually saved or not. We just, we valued God's word and accepted it as such. You know, though, I don't, I don't so much yearn for that. Mm -hmm. Like a a time when everyone paid lip service to 
the scriptures and Jesus, even while probably a smaller percentage of people than today was actually, mm-hmm. according to the statistics I read, was actually any kind of devout Christian right. uh, or, or really even would admit, would, would check the box of each, you know, essential doctrine. Right. Um, and I know, I mean, I, I know the world, when we say, you, you know, you could see somebody celebrating Islam or any other religion or any other lifestyle or anything but Christianity. I know why that is. It's because Jesus told us they hated me. The world will hate you too. Right. Don't be surprised. We're not surprised. Um, and I don't, I don't necessarily, I certainly, certainly don't want to go back to the kind of thing you saw in the eighties. How much of the eighties do you remember, Nathan? Um, a uh, fair amount. I mean, I, you know, I was a younger kid at that point, but you know, I didn't, I, I came out of were, the eighties when I was eight. So, okay. Yeah. You and me are, are about, you're about the, we're about the same, right? Just tell yeah, me we're about. a couple, yeah, a um, couple years apart, but yeah, about the same. <laughs> I was 13 when the eighties ended. I was, I, I remember, um, when I started watching these older kid movies at, at friends' houses, because they were rated R, they were rated PG-13, yeah. and this lasted into the 90s, you would see continually, uh, there was the, the butt of the joke, at some point, somebody would say a uh, fag, or someone would say queer, right. there'd, be yeah. some, there'd be some gay joke, and, and I, I don't, of course we don't want that. Anyone right. who yearns right. for that... They better not call themselves a Christian, right. and I understand why the person, the group of people who are enduring that would say, you know what, we're going to turn this around completely. I would do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I get that, and they would want to flip it. What's interesting to me is how insanely fast – it's like the, there had been – Pressure, 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 pressure with very little, a little, fo- you know, one step forward, half a step back. You got Bill Clinton signing the Defense of Marriage Act. You'd think this is going to be their heyday. And it's, and then all of a sudden it felt like it just broke. Yeah. Just, you know, three, four years ago. Yeah. And we go from something, a set of values that's been at least, uh, you know, the last, uh, the, the entire history of our country uh, and a set of assumptions about the nature of of people uh, mm-hmm. that has that goes back to the very beginning. And all at once, we're like, we're not going to slow down and say, should we do this? We're not going to stop. We're going to get, you know, before we run out of steam, we're going to get every last inch right. out of this current momentum. And again, I fully understand it. And I would do the same thing if I were them because that's kind of my personality. But sitting on the outside of it, I'm I'm going at the same time wanting to shriek stop at the top of my lungs like you're we're going over the edge here guys right uh, this is this is the kind of thing that leads to the fall of civilizations when basic uh, you know values just start getting trampled and thrown out it reminds me a bit of uh, you remember and and this might sound sacrilegious but I don't mean it to be you remember when Luther started the Reformation yeah and it, it got away from him. Mm-hmm. And and it got to the point where Karlstadt and others are, you know, the, the peasants revolt. They're smashing beautiful stained glass windows. They're destroying churches. They're dragging priests who are saying mass out of the church and beating them. Right, yeah. And Luther's like, no, 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 no. We came to just to address some things that need to be addressed, and you are going completely batty. Right. And we need to stop and reel it back in. And I right. think there was definitely stuff that needed to be addressed as far as the way people who were 
uh, made in the image of God, and if they're Americans, are full citizens of this country, we're being treated and forced to to deny a lot of stuff about themselves. And yeah. I get it, but yeah. man, slow it down. Stop it. We have all the time in the world, guys. Yeah. Let's ask ourselves these questions and take it slow. Yeah. Now, let me ask you about this, um, and I'll be curious to find out what your answer is because I – at this point, I don't know that we're going to um, we're going to gain any ground. I, I don't know who the we is I'm speaking of, or the ground is that we're going to gain. But um, you know, in terms of um, you know slowing things down or anything like that, necessarily in um, in in court, uh, I don't think it's going to necessarily happen in politics. To me, where I see the change occurring is willing to go out as Christians to our neighbors and, you know, our homosexual neighbors down the street go into their house and, you know, have a meal, invite them into our house and have a meal and befriend them and talk to them and have conversations with them. Um, and, and I don't think it necessarily has to be completely about um, the topic of homosexuality or transgenderism or whatever it is, but, but truly being friends, because I think, I think there's a sense and there was this problem that occurred around, you know, the seventies, eighties and nineties where it was like, well, you can hang around unbelievers as long as you're trying to get them saved. Um, and it's like, well, wait a minute. How about hanging around them because they're image bearers of God and we should want to be concerned for them and we should want to treat them as our neighbor and get to know them as our neighbor and love them as our neighbor and let God do the work of the saving however he brings that about. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I agree that that's, I mean, the, the heart levels where things change and you can read the room right now and say, any you know court case is going to go in the direction that the wind is blowing at the moment. Mm. I've I've never that's not true. I have when I was uh, uh you know nineteen twenty years old. I was all about like the culture war. Sure. What a waste of effort and energy and everything. Um, but when you say you know like your your homosexual neighbor, I get all your neighbors love your neighbors. Well, I, right, I love those right, signs right, people yeah. have with all these things. But I mean like I know a good number of of uh, gay people and they're. They're not the people who want to outlaw Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> they're they're just regular people, and like and and so we. I mean, it's easy to get to know and, and love and talk to to just regular people, um, and, and and yet that doesn't. I don't think stem the the tide of this cultural freight train. Mm-hmm. Um, that's you know. I, I feel somewhat insulated and paradoxically simultaneously extra vulnerable uh, when it comes to this because my workplace is a church. Right. I'm not worried about my secretary uh, calling HR because I called her the wrong uh, pronoun because A, she's a member of my church and there's not going to be a problem and B, there's no HR. Right. But uh, <laughs> at the same time, like I know that there are people taking aim at the church and, and wanting to you know, we had to seri- seriously look at our bylaws and and uh, make a, a change to them because we were like, the way we're doing this right now mm-hmm. with the, the marriage thing, we could open ourselves to a lawsuit. Right. Um, and, and again, I've had twice, I've had uh, gay couples ask, uh, one of them, uh, this friend of mine, ask, will you do our wedding? I, you probably not, but I just thought I'd ask. Mm-hmm. And 
they don't want to. They don't. When you say no, we can't. Really, that's that goes against our our uh, position on this and what we teach. They're not like, well, I'm going to shut you down. They're like, oh, okay, thanks. Right. 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 Um, but but we're always worried that there's there's people that might want to just make an example. Right. Um, and 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 move that football that much further. Right. And it's a very different and very I think small uh, group of people. Uh, that want that extreme agenda. It's not your average person, just like your average Christian isn't out there with some sign that says God hates gays or something right. like these idiots at Westboro Baptist in yeah. quotes, church in quotes. Your average Christian is like, no, God loves the world. In fact, he so loved the world, he gave his only son. And 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 so you have these very huge extremes and and for a long time, it seems like the the, the Christian side extreme mm-hmm. was ruling the day, right? And we were all happy and content to just sit there and say, "Well, okay, that that suits us just fine." Right. Now the the pendulum is swung to the other side, and we're all still in the middle, whether you're a Christian or not. Right. And and you know, forget the the idea. Then when we talk about you're talking about you know talking to non-believers, a lot of Christians today. Uh, or a lot of gay people today consider themselves Christians. There's a lot of churches that are welcoming and affirming. Yeah. So it's a much more complex issue. Right. And I think screaming about it, even the kind of ranting I was doing 15 minutes ago, it's it's not helpful. And it's not pastoral. And it's it's not necessarily untrue. Sure. But – I don't know. You seem to have more answers than I do today, Nathan. <laughs> we we balance each other like out like that, Zach. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, you were the one with the answers, and I was the one going. Uh, the, uh, the, you just answer, Zach. Um, <laughs> um, no, but I, I to me, I feel like it's important that no matter, like you said, no matter who we come in contact with, that we're able to have discussions with, which is which is one of the reasons why I think it's important. You know, we've we've got this guy Evan, who's an atheist, who's reaching out to us and like, hey, I'm willing to have a conversation with you guys. Are you willing to have a conversation with me? And you know, earlier on in the podcast, my friend Jr., who I worked with, I, I took care of his baby boy. I mean, he his family loved me and trusted me enough to come in and and work as a nanny for his baby boy for two years. You know, like th- this is a friend of mine who's you know a self proclaimed agnostic. You know, and we had him on and talked to him about Christ. Um, another contact we had for us who is a Muslim, and he came on and. You know, one of the things that we always wanted to show people on this podcast is like, you know what? Make friends, be a neighbor to these people, love these people, talk with them, engage in dialogue with them. You know, that doesn't mean that you give up who you are in Christ in order to please them, but it does mean that there are certain things that are much more important in life than others. And, you know, me being able to sit down and have a conversation with this person. Um, who is a friend of mine who's become near and dear to my heart, you know, I, I, I mean, he's, he's, uh, basically I would say a total liberal. I, I don't need to get into a political discussion with him, no matter, you know, on, on points that I agree or disagree to me, I would rather burn my credit talking about what's important and that's the gospel. Um, you know, and so, but I think sometimes we get confused on the issues that are important and particularly, like you said, you know, we go back to that moral majority, you know, we confused the gospel with politics. And so as Christians, we sectioned off half of the country with some of our political views that had absolutely nothing to do with the Bible. And I'm not saying all of them didn't, but, 
you know, the, the issue of, you know, uh, taxes and all that stuff. It's like, I, I don't need to get into an argument and discussion with someone about, you know, the tax issue, uh, the sanctity of life. Yeah. I, I, that's a big one. You know, I, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to defend the sanctity of life because Christ says he is the way, the truth and the life. And so there's no getting around that. Um, but you know, I, I would rather burn my credit on the, the things that are important in those gospel messages and those gospel issues than on something that's the Bible really doesn't say a whole lot about. Well, yeah. And if we had focused on the gospel, mm-hmm. Uh, the last 50 years, I don't, uh, or more, I don't think we'd be here. Mm-hmm. If the church had said that the gospel is what we do, right? Uh, because it's what nobody else can do, and there's the small, small matter that that's the commission that we were given by our Lord. <laughs> right. But instead, I, I really believe that this is going to get us hate mail. I don't even care. I'm, you know what? There's, um, you know, Biff Tannen, uh, Tom Wilson. Yeah. He yeah. does stand up now. He's got a song called I'm Over 40, I Don't Care. <laughs> and I remembered it after I turned 40. I went back and listened to it. I was like, oh my gosh, that's my whole point of view right now. <laughs> I don't care if you don't like me. Um, so I really think that huge, like, uh, focus on the family, uh, moral majority, whatever, all these kind of blend together uh, politics, power. Uh, Bible uh, in, into this sort of swirly kind of frappe. I, I think that's what has caused the article we were just talking about yeah. with the, the gender thing. I mean, if we had, if the church had said from the beginning, we are in the business of proclaiming repentance and forgiveness of sins in Jesus' name and proclaiming truth, the whole counsel of God in our churches and leavening the community through the gospel, A, it would have had a great impact like we didn't see with the power politics, and B, it wouldn't have prompted a equal and opposite reaction, which obviously is going to have much more cachet and much more success with the world. Because again, as Jesus told us, the world hates him and yeah. it hates us. So why are we thinking that we're going to be able to end run that whole thing? Right. No, they're, if, if we're all going, here's our ideas and we're pushing hard from both sides, the world side is going to win. Yeah. Amongst the, the, the vast majority, many are called fewer chosen you know, the, the broad road, many find it and it leads to destruction. And so they're going to go, yeah, yeah, rah, rah, this thing, not your thing. And once we get into a power struggle, guaranteed to lose. Right. Um, you know, can I, can I read a little thing here? I just found. Yeah, go for um, it. There's a, you know, Adam Ford, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's got comics on it's Adam Ford D. It's clever.com. Uh, he used to own the Babylon. He started the Babylon B and he, he sold it a little while ago. Um, and a little plug, he has this thing called uh, the Christian Daily Reporter, I think. Okay, yeah. I think that's it. It's like a drudge report type thing, but with just news that would relate to a Christian. It's very it's very helpful, but also very depressing. But there's this webcomic, and I kept trying to find it every once in a while as we've been talking, and I just found it. It says really big at the top, if you're gay, I want you to know that I don't hate you. Yeah. Then there's two little stick, not stick guys, but like cartoon guys. It says me, you, and then there's an arrow to me. And it says amount of hate in this general region, zero. (laughs) I am a Christian who believes the Bible is the word of God. Any homosexual practice is sinful and marriage will only ever be the lifelong union between one man and one woman. But I promise you, I don't hate you. 
And then it's got the thing, me and you, and it says still none uh, vis-a-vis the hate. Uh, the world sets us up as polar opposites through uh, – the world sets us up as polar opposites, though. It says we're bitter enemies in a, quote, culture war, lobbing Molotov cocktails at each other on the front lawn of the White House. Mm. And then there's a picture of that. With a caption, this is not the picture the Bible paints of you and me. The Bible says that in many important ways, we are not all that different, actually. It says we are both made by God in his image with great inherent value. We're both sinners by birth and by choice, rebels. We want to choose our own way. We both have fallen hearts, which are bent toward all kinds of sin, including sexual sin. Mm. If you are gay, your fallen heart tells you to lust after people of the same sex. God calls that sin. My fallen heart tells me to lust after people of the opposite sex who are not my wife. God calls that sin. We are both called by God to turn away from what he calls sin and instead seek after him. Because he loves us, because he graciously made a way for us, because he knows better than we do, because heaven and hell are real, because eternity is forever, because God is better than anything. I'm not, quote, super perfect Christian guy over here telling you this. And then there's a picture of him going, my way is better than your way. (laughs) I am a fellow sinner who now knows God for no reason other than his amazing grace, who still screws up all the stinking time, and I'm with you telling you this way. God's way is better than our way. Mm. We tell ourselves to indulge Jesus. Uh, we tell ourselves to indulge. Jesus tells us to deny ourselves and follow him, Luke 9.23. We tell ourselves to take the easy path. Jesus tells us to take the difficult path toward him, Matthew 7.14. We tell ourselves to get all the pleasure we can out of life, Jesus tells us to lose our lives in order to find him instead. We tell ourselves this life is all there is. Jesus tells us this life is just the blink of an eye and then comes eternity. Jesus tells both of us, all of us, to repent and believe the gospel, to turn from sin and trust in him. Repent and believe, he says, straight, gay, bi, married, single, all of us. No matter what's in the way, no matter what we have to give up. And there's more, but that's the, the part of it that was... Uh, on my mind, yeah. uh, that, that there's the, you, the, the us versus them mentality that both those extremes are fomenting. Yeah. And that, in, that people who are in the sane middle ground right. uh, that are Christians have to recognize, no, 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 the us versus him is really it, us versus God, right. and then God comes and saves us. Right, yeah. Well, and, it, and it's so important to go back to Ephesians, you know, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the spirit, against the authorities of this dark world. You know, it's not, it's not the people that we're fighting against because ultimately, again, as scripture tells us, Satan is blinding the eyes of the unbelievers. And what is he blinding the eyes of the unbelievers to? The glory of Jesus Christ, you know, and that's what we need to remember is, you know, the, the only reason why we see things clearly is because God has invaded our hearts and minds and souls and allowed us to see those things clearly. And so instead of railing and raging against the sinner who is doing exactly what we do on a daily basis, which is sin, you know, we come to an understanding that, man, you know, it's only because of God's grace that I'm able to clearly see my sin and, and constantly turn to God and thank him for the, the forgiveness that he has shown me in that. And so, you know, raging against that isn't going to do anything, but coming to people in love and compassion does, you know, if you want to rage against sin, rage against the sin that's in your own heart, that's, and and put it to death. Yeah. Yep, exactly. And that's and that's where, you know, that that's the struggle that I see even 
working with my middle school students where they're, they're so willing to pick and point at every little thing. And it's like, guys, you realize that the thing that you are, you know, shooting at that person, those are the same things that you're doing. How, how about you kind of turn that around, focus on yourself and worrying about yourself. And, uh, you know, and it's just, it's fascinating working with middle schoolers because you see so very clearly the behaviors that we as adults have become so great at hiding and stuffing down and being more subtle and deceptive in. Um, and it's just, it's, it's fascinating, um, being around that all the time. I mean, I, I can honestly say that there, there are fewer times other than when I'm teaching that I very, so very clearly see the sin in my own life and in my own heart because I'm able to look at them and be like, Oh man, that's, that's exactly what I'm like. Um, those are the things that I do. Um, you know, and, and having that dose of reality that, yeah, I, you know, I really haven't matured past a 13 year old, except, you know, I've gotten bigger in some cases. Um, you know, and so that's just, that's so fascinating, but being able to use that and direct me back to God, um, you know, and, and I guess that's one plug for maturity is, you know, being able to be directed back to God, um, and go to him, uh, is, you know, is huge. Yeah. Well, and, and when you talk about, uh, you know, the, the kids picking on each other and, and not seeing that they have the same faults, this, Jesus taught this too, the, 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 the log in your own eye and yeah. the speck in your brother's eye. And I think that really manifests itself a lot when we, when we want to get really, um, we want to get down in the trenches, you know, yeah. and, and you get these people railing and railing against mm-hmm. whatever it is. I mean, Jimmy sure. Swaggart, I don't think he talked much. Of, this wasn't as hot button an issue back then. But, you know, what did he get down on? The gyrating devils and striper or right. the, uh, you know, whatever. And then you find out, oh, this guy, he doesn't, he doesn't fall into the sins he's condemning. Uh, but he's fallen right. regular, really hard on the regular into a, you know, just as hideous and, and, and heinous of sins. Um, and, you know, maybe that's kind of his way of and, – and I think that what you wind up doing is promoting yeah. this pharisaical – I'm going to make my outside look really squeaky clean right. kind of thing because that's what matters. It's all about who's got the best outside. Yeah. When the gospel is about Jesus comes and changes the inside and yeah, it, it, it it's one of those things where when you're in Sunday school, every answer is Jesus. Right. Uh, and when we're discussing a lot of these issues, it almost becomes the broken record of every, right. Every answer starts with anyway, the yeah. gospel and bringing the gospel to bear on something. Yeah. And that means loving people. Right. Um, even when, but, but here's the thing I, I don't, when you say power, uh, our struggles, not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers, of the darkness, of this world. I think that's what you're seeing at play in situations like, um, this, if this thing should go, go through and start gaining, uh, some steam, right. um, where, where God's design, which is he created mankind in his image, male and female created he them. He created them as male or as female. Those are the options. And he, he determined it. Right. Um, and it's not a, you know, choose your own adventure situation. Right. And when we start seeing the culture, uh, not just, tolerating but the new definition of tolerance which means uh, right. forcing upon you uh the opposite view 
I don't think that's the result of your average uh, person of whatever persuasion. Right. That's that's the result of the, the the very real principalities and powers. The answer is a whole heck of a lot of prayer. Right. And there's one thing the devil, according to my eschatology, and we haven't had that eschatology uh, episode yet, <laughs> but according to my eschatology, there's one thing the devil is literally chained and from doing and unable to do. And that is to keep the nations from hearing and receiving the gospel. Mm-hmm. He can't do it. Right. So that's our that's our secret weapon. That's his glass chin. Yeah. You know, go for it. Like like I know you've seen the those last few uh, episodes of uh, Cobra Kai by now, haven't you? I haven't. No, oh, I know. Back, I know. I'll go I back to the Karate Kid. <laughs> it's like when uh, he knew Daniel's knee was janked up from yep. when Bobby did that uh, illegal kick to the knee. Yep. So Johnny kept going for the knee. Man, we know the gospel and, and trying to deceive the nations regarding the gospel is the badly injured knee of our enemy. Right. Keep on whacking right there, man. That's right. the only. It's the only thing that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. A hundred percent agree because that, that is, you know, it's, it's God's, God's church and God's people being his people and preaching the gospel and loving one another, no matter what goes on. And, you know, and, and when I say no matter what goes on, I don't mean we tolerate sin, but I mean, you know, when my brother offends me, not holding a grudge, but, you know, being able to go and say, yeah, you know, you're, you're human. You did something stupid and messed up, you know, next time it's my turn because I'm human and I'm going to do something stupid and mess up. You know, I forgive you. I love you. And we're going to keep preaching the gospel because that's, that's what Christ has commissioned us to do. Um, so, yeah, like you said, you know, we, we're at the point now where that's just, that's what we're going to be saying over and over again. So, and, and not that it doesn't need to be said over and over again, because clearly as, as the people of God, we need to hear it over and over again. That's, that's what we need to be doing. That's what we need to be saying. So Luther's uh, people asked him, why do you, why do you tell us the gospel every single week? And he said, because you forget it every week. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Do we have time to talk uh, about the uh, tragedy, the other tragedy? Yeah, I mean, we're, you know, we're running just about an hour, but I think, you know, I think it bears note. Um, right now, um, yesterday there was, I, I got a phone call from my wife. I was still at school. And uh, she said, you know, you, you're going to want to be careful when you um, come home because I think they've blocked off the, the route that you usually take. Um, she said there was, uh, she initially said that there was a police shooting. So, um, I'm fascinated the closer I am to a situation and scenario. Um, by the time the real news of what happens gets out, I've heard probably 10 iterations of the story, um, until the actual news of what happened went out. Because initially I was told that a police officer was shot and killed literally five minutes from my house. I've actually, I've been running up through this neighborhood before, um, where this happened. Come to find out it was, um, and, and it was originally one person and they had, uh, fled on foot. Um, come to find out the officer wasn't shot. She was actually, um, run over, um, officer oh. Amy, um, Caparo. Um, there were four teenagers, um, 16, 17 year old kids from the city, from Baltimore city, which is about 20 minutes South from here, uh, who came up. It must've been right after school let out, um, because it was right around that three o'clock time frame. And, 
there was a call that went out about suspicious uh, suspicious vehicle in the neighborhood. Um, and this officer responded and went to check on it, and it was um, four teenagers who were um, robbing a house. And being confronted by the police officer, um, they they hit her with the vehicle um, and then left. Um, you know, where there's so much going on in culture and society today of you know what we see with racism. Um, you know, this person of this color did this, that person of that color did this, the police responded and they were this color and blah, 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 blah. Um, from everything I can tell, this wasn't a racial issue from everything that I've been reading on the report. It was teenagers who were, um, robbing uh, a house and they just decided they didn't want to get caught in this manner. And so they, drove uh you know they decided they were going to remove the obstacle this police officer from that and get out of there um and it, it was it was serious because at this point the middle schools and high schools had let out in this area but the elementary schools hadn't let out yet so we have good friends of ours their son was in uh is in kindergarten and so he was there they didn't pick him up until 8:45 last night because the police were just searching for um, for the for the criminals who did this, um, and it this is really you know heartbreaking. Where you know we talk about things that we give on, um, and that was the whole thrust of you know that 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 last conversation we have. I think one of the biggest things we give up is that. People, their their conscience is just being seared so much. There's just there's nothing that people aren't willing to do. And we talk about that slippery slope of, you know, this leading to that, which leads to that, which leads to that. And and the essence is that we're just, you know, we're we're giving up the gospel, which means we're giving up the only hope that is Jesus Christ. And these are the things that we see happening. You know, and, and we can discuss the finer points of, you know, general revelation and specific revelation and God's common grace and specific grace and all that, you know, but, but this is where we've come as a, a nation, as a society where it's like, well, you know, we're, we're, we're just giving our children over to these things. I mean, like I said, these are 16, 17 year olds. These are kids that are still in high school who just murdered a police officer. And, you know, it's just, yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't even know where to go, you know, from there. So I'm going to let you kind of um, jump in a little bit, Zach, because I know that you read up on this a little bit as well. Yeah, well, and what's wild is, I mean, just like reading that, something so detached about reading. I mean, you, you can read something like this every day. Mm-hmm. Um, just by going on, you know, CNN.com and scrolling two thirds of the way down to the bottom and you'll, you'll find the, the more regional stories. And then when it happens in your backyard, yeah, it's, it's just so different, such a reminder of, I mean, so many things, the, the preciousness of life, mm-hmm. the reality of, uh, you know, the, the mortality of everybody, the, the reality of sin. Yeah. And, Man, these kids that did this, I weep for them too. I mean, yeah. you know, there was not a soul 
well, you can't you can't say for certain, mm-hmm. but they weren't being loved the way they should be. Right. Almost, almost for sure. Right. Um, you know that that kind of thing. There are people who are you know raised in loving homes and they're just and they're just evil or they have the you know a mental disorder, whatever. Um, but you know that there's so much to just weep over here, and if you really took the time to read about all of these stories every day, you'd never do anything but weep over them. Yeah. And, and you know, I remember one day uh, we got the call that there was a lockdown at my son's school, mm-hmm. and and uh, where I live, I can go up my upper, uh, the second story of my house, and I can see down. It's it's not a freeway; it's a highway. So it's uh, you know like lots of businesses. Basically, it's the major major business district in the area. Mm-hmm. And I heard a million ambulance sirens. I went up and I saw all these ambulances, cops, fire trucks, lots of cops uh, going around the Rite Aid that's two blocks from my house. Yeah. Come to find out, somebody wanted some drugs. Uh, pharmacist wouldn't give it to him. The guy went back out to his car, came back in, and just blew the guy's head off. Mm. Um, and now every time I go in there, I'm reminded of this kind of stuff. And I imagine, you know, you're going for a run in six months. You're probably going to go through that neighborhood. Yeah. And you're going to think about this this woman. I, I, I didn't read much about her. Does she have a family? I mean, everyone has a family, but she right. had children um, who are going to be left without a mother. I, I didn't see that either. Um, I, I think there's either still way. some of the details that are being um, yeah. held back at this mm-hmm. point about her specifically. Um, but yeah, I mean, I do. Yeah, like you said, she has a family, but I, I don't. Yeah, know I don't about- ask that because it's more. You know, her death is worse. Right. It's just an additional layers of tragedy upon upon tragedy. Yeah. If then you also have children left without a mother. And all for for what? I mean, what could they have possibly gotten out of that house? Yeah. You know, human life is just so cheap. Yeah. Um, and, you know, since we've already gotten all political, the, the older I get, the more I see the hypocrisy often in the church, including in myself over the years, where it's like I will go and I will hold the sign in front of the abortion clinic all day. But, um, you know. Yeah, invade that country for sure. Yeah. They got it coming. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because it because that one's not really close to home. Right. Um, the one you're 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 dealing with right now isn't even close to my home, and so it doesn't really affect me. So it doesn't feel as real. Right. From a, a you know Christian worldview, sure, it's all right next door. Right. You know, I'm I've I've found myself. Uh, you know, backtracking on on all sorts of stuff uh, in favor of an actual view of the sanctity of life, including uh, the death penalty and this kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, simply because the the world the world is willing to trade human lives for convenience and for riches and for power. Um, and Jesus came. I'm teaching this class on on women in the church, and we're we're seeing again and again and again. Jesus came, and he he just sought out the people who had no power, had mm. no standing, yep. had no self worth, had no and 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 a lot of the times he'll he'll intentionally you know go to a, a woman who was known to be sinful or something, and and if we're with him and not with the power people, we've got to we got to weep with you, you know the with, when there's been a death of anybody. It's it can't be. It can't be picky, choosy. Right. Um, so when when this police officer dies, yes, that's a horrible, horrible tragedy. Uh, and, you know, compounding that sin with this is someone who is placed in authority by God's sovereign right. will. Right. Um, 
and then and then when the kid, you know, the dumb kid goes and and wraps his car around a tree texting, that's not a that's not a punchline. That's that's also right. you know another human made in the image again. And when and when the kid goes and does something dumb and gets shot by the police, right? Wherever you might stand on any of the myriad uh, arguments that take place here, first and foremost, yeah, we gotta we gotta stop and weep and and you know, there's that one prayer, Maranatha. Come, Lord Jesus, like mm. now, like yeah. yesterday. Uh, it's getting worse in so many ways, um, and it's getting and it's getting better in so many ways. Mm. I want to I want to acknowledge the wheat and the tares; they're both growing. Right. But but sometimes, man, it's just it's just a fatiguing thing to turn on the news at all. Yeah, yeah. I um, this was probably back in December. I was listening to a podcast with a friend of mine. He he had it on. Uh, we were driving back from New York City, and I don't remember what the name of it was, but I remember that um, they were interviewing this judge, and the judge was talking about the different um, uh, cases that he had tried, and and the interviewer had asked, you know, have you ever had to, um, you know, issue the death penalty? Uh, I think the first question was, have you ever been in a case that involved the death penalty? And the second one was, have you ever had to issue it? And I think his answer to both of those were yes. And he said, um, both times um, I shed tears over uh, those trials because realizing that I'm holding someone's life in my hand is just, um, you know, uh, the fact that they deserved it is just is is irrelevant. This is a human life that I am about to take this is my decision i might not be the one doing the injection or whatever it is but but this is um this is my decision um you know in this case in this sentencing um and he said you know he just he just wept over that and i to me i think that's a great sign of a leader who understands the pressure that is on them to make those decisions um so yeah, and who, do you guys have in Maryland? Do you have the death penalty? I wouldn't think so. I don't think we do, um, but uh, honestly, I'm not sure. Uh, but no, I, do, I don't think we do because I think some of the comments that I've read that were more, you know, reactionary were, you know, bring back the death penalty. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't think we actually do. And, and you know, I don't, I don't get down with this whole like um, shaming people for feeling rage in these, right. in these oh, moments. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know you're not doing that either. I'm just saying like, when you look at the, when you look at the comment section, which right. is always a fool's move, yeah. uh, <laughs> but we all do it because right. we're gluttons for punishment. And you see both, you know, you see both ends of this. You see the, Oh, kill them all, burn them down, blah, blah, blah. And then you see right. the, well, you know, how unfeeling and horrible of you. Eh, I, I get, I get in that moment how someone could want the kind of swift justice, right. the equal opposite. I, I and and you know our God is a God of justice. Right. Just give him a little time. Right. And, and, and in the meantime, yeah, there should be there should be first use of the law, mm-hmm. uh, whatever the appropriate uh, punishment is. I sure hope whoever did this pays for it in a right. in a real way. And I saw they were trying him as an adult. Yeah. And I'm glad. Yeah. I'm sick of these kids being able to you know teenagers yep. doing these very. Uh, heinous adult crimes and then doing very little time because, oh, I'm just a little child. Right. Um, that's a good trend. Yeah. To, to get away from that. Well, and I think too, it's important, you know, we talk about punishments and things like that. I mean, 
the the one the major one I, I believe there were four of them but the major one that was involved in all of this had uh, had a history of things like this violent crimes um, but had always been tried as a minor and you know that's something to remember too is that if if a person is you know consistently just repeating the offense and w- what we're doing is seemingly giving them a slap on the wrist then the tactic needs to change something needs to change because they're not they're not learning from their mistakes. Um, you know, so I agree with you. I think, I think this, you know, doing this portion of it, trying this person as an adult is, is just, and I think it's what needs to be done. So, all right, man. Well, have we, uh, some heavy stuff? Yeah. Man. Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, we were able to respectfully keep the other topic more lighthearted, um, to a certain extent, even though it's a serious topic. And this one, y- there's just no way to do that. But I think, too, it's important to understand the reality of what's out there and, and to, you know, treat it appropriately and give it the respect and attention it deserves. So, um, can I appreciate- point out something? Yeah, absolutely. Before we close up, and that would be that when it comes to Thomas the Tank Engine, there's already clearly a gender fluid engine on the on the team, and that is Percy. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I saw I saw that um, that I was hoping to get in an argument with somebody about that. But uh, per- Percy's the green one that's always whining about stuff. And when my son was like six, I said something about Percy, and he and he said, "I thought Percy was a girl." And I was like, "I don't think Percy knows what Percy is, my friend." Um, so why can't they just be happy with uh, with that representation there? I don't right. know. <laughs> oh man well i think we uh we should probably go ahead and wrap it up here uh now that we've established that we don't know what percy is and uh moving on so and i kind of ruined all the progress we made just now <laughs> rolled it all right. back <laughs> that's right reverse rewind be kind rewind um so yeah, dude. Thanks for hanging with me on this. These were, um, you know, I think these were great topics, and these were definitely worth uh, worth discussing. I know, I know. Beforehand, we were both kind of like, "Oh man, this is going to be depressing. This is going to be bad." But I think, I think we were able to handle it and not really get too depressed over it. So I think that's good. Um, but we are going to go ahead and sign off now, Zach. We just rocked the Casbah. These go to eleven. <laughs>